Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, this is Bree of Compassionately You, and today we have guest Honey Marie Love of Mama Honey the Serenity Maven. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, I am doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Uh, Honey and I met when the BWS Awareness Day was happening this past year in April, and um, she was the one who was the project manager, the director of coordinating it all. It was an international online summit. Um, myself and my mom's stories were recorded, and she's just a really incredible human being. So it was wonderful to connect with her in that capacity with all of the stuff that she's doing there, being volunteer and so much of her time. So I was really excited to invite her on the podcast to talk more about her coaching business and um, all the different things she does there. So, Honey, tell us a little bit about Mama Honey, the Serenity Maven. Yeah, certainly. So uh, you may be wondering um, what a Serenity Maven is. So a Serenity Maven is an expert of peace. And um, so I believe that everybody is a Serenity Maven, um, that um, you are either um, that expert of peace seeking more expertise in peace or you are just seeking peace in general um, and so mama honey um, is you know my name is honey is <laughs> my birth given <laughs> name but mama honey is like I am everybody's mama I am the nurturer of the world and the most important connection is the connection to self and the connection to source um, and so that's really what my message is about um, I help professionals shift from surviving to thriving and tell us a little bit I was looking on your website because it was really interesting to me and we'll talk more about her services later but I was very interested in what the first service was which was the 30-minute clarity call so tell us a little bit about that yeah I think a lot of times you know we we know when things aren't working for us Um, But when we are in that space, when we're in the fog, sometimes we need, you know, help walking out of it and Mm -hmm. clarity can help us do that. Um, So in that 30 minute call, I'm an, I'm an intuitive, so I can actually feel people's pains um, and I can connect to the source of those pains. Um, So sometimes even um, just understanding, you know, where people are right now, um, understanding what those blocks are. And then once they realize that those blocks are things that they can move around, it 
gives them that opportunity to really step into that space of being a visionary um, and envisioning the life that they are really meant to have. And that, and that can happen in those 30 minutes. Um, it does happen in those 30 minutes and it's really awesome. That's incredible. Just tell us a little bit about your clients that you might have worked with before, the type of um, ideal client. Yeah, so a lot of my clients, most of my clients are women, and a lot of my clients are moms, and um, they are professionals, so they usually have some sort of um, career life of service in any form or capacity, um, and they're also, you know, living this life of wearing the mask of perfection mm-hmm. and the weight of perfection. And, um, you know, I'm an advocate for women finding their authentic voice because it's, you know, many of us that are perfectionists, we push that authentic voice down, not even knowing, and we hear this other voice in our, in our minds. Um, and so, you know, being able to work through all of that um, is is really a space um, where the women that I work with are in. They're mm-hmm. in that space where they want to do the work. They're ready to do the work uh, because they really desire something different and they just need to know the way out. Yes. As a recovering perfectionist, I resonate with everything that you're saying. It's like we just need to be released of that voice that is the voice of perfection instead of our true, genuine selves. So Yeah, and, and it's more than, you know, because we've spent a lifetime of like, okay, just I know I'm not what this voice is telling me. Like, we already know that, right? Yeah. But it's like, what are the actual steps to heal the, the wounding that led to that voice and to change that voice to a loving voice um there are actual steps that you can do to create a lifestyle to where you are living that and that if you um are a parent or you are a caregiver in a home you're also exemplifying that Mm -hmm. and as a sense teaching that as well and that is where family healing comes in you know to where it you can affect those around you, um, for generations to come. That's incredible. Uh, so also now you have a personal story that you wanted to talk about that does connect into how you found your own, um, genuine inner voice. And so what first part of that story do you want to start with today? Yeah. So I, you know, I am a survivor, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that was something that I held on to. And so I've been through many experiences through my life, you know, starting with, you know, I lost my parents, both my parents passed away when I was a teenager. I was a two-time teen mom. Um, I started working in retail pharmacy, um, when I was a teenager, actually I was 18. And, um, I, got a job in corporate at 21 Mm, and so that pressure to perform that pressure to be perfect that pressure to provide for my family and to really uh be the opposite of what any teen mother 
is is labeled as right that's really what I strive to be and so through that I you know ended up living two lives through my adult life and I you know was married I lived in a life um, where I was told I was anything but perfect all day I was in a, a an abusive marriage mm. and I was at work and I was being the perfectionist so I it would go from being the perfectionist to being, you know, still trying to be that perfectionist at home as well, yeah. um, trying to go above and beyond, but it never being enough um, to the point where you end up shutting down, right? Mm-hmm. So that way of living two different lives really created turmoil inside my body, created sickness inside my body. And, you know, I didn't realize it, but it created sickness for like 20 years. And so that fast forward 20 years, right, of still stuffing, ignoring, being, you know, from a corporate perspective, you know, I have a pharmacy background and Mm -hmm. I'm an analyst, right? So thinker, right? Thinker, thinker, thinker. Um, and in my relationships and even my partnerships, they'd be like, can you stop analyzing everything? And I'm just like, I was always looking for not only everything to be perfect, but through my wounding, through the trauma, I was also looking for the trauma because it was going to come. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was this anxiety that built and, it was like if you literally think of like a train going faster, 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 building speed. And I think about that 20 years of my life, it was literally just that anxiety and all that stress being stuffed in my body. Yeah. Being stuffed and not knowing or realizing how sensitive I was. I would always say I am a product of my environment. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know what I was saying, and what that really meant was, I could be totally happy, and I can talk to somebody who's down and out, and all of a sudden I'm down at that level with them. So in yeah. my relationships, if I had a partnership and somebody was depressed, then you know I would go from my being up to being down, or if I was down and they were up, vice versa. So I didn't realize that that is something that we can work with that Mm -hmm. nervous energy that that thing that's driving us to be perfect and how that's showing up as sickness in our bodies yeah and it sounds like you were and I think I'm the same way echoing it's like we can echo that person whoever it is their mood or their pain and it almost internalizes so you had years, 20 years of or so of internalizing, not just yours, but other people's pain. And so, yeah. 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 And so how that ended up showing up is I was, I had a a child diagnosed with BWS Mm -hmm. and I was neurotically seeking answers for her around the clock, Mm -hmm. um, in the nooks and crannies, right. Trying to figure out to provide the best for her. I was working, at the time, probably, you know, 45, 50 hours a week um, for my corporate job. And then I was um, also, you know, working on the BWS Awareness Day campaign. Wow. And so at the time, I was doing it all by myself behind the scenes. And so when I say all by myself, I mean 
the particular website that I put together, right? There's, yes. there's all kinds of, of, of wonderful uh, things across the, the globe that happened, but the particular website that, that I was working on and the particular Facebook page that I was working on, I was, you know, working on that a lot. And what ended up happening is I was really sick and my body was getting sicker and I was ignoring it because I had all these commitments, all these obligations. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where, you know, I'm just like, Oh, it should look like this and it should be this. And you know, it needs to have that. And because of my perfectionism, you know, what I do today when I put together, um, you know, I go into Canva and I throw something together. I probably don't spend more than 10, 15 minutes on it. Sometimes even less than that. Mm -hmm. I would spend three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten hours on one thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Um, and it wouldn't go out unless I felt it was absolutely perfect. Where now I, you know, don't do that. But what that ended up leading to was I was, I didn't realize my, my day job was going to have more demands of me. And that 45 to 50 hour week went up to, you know, 50, 55, 60 hour weeks. And so, um, the month before awareness day, a couple years ago, um, I was working 60 hour weeks, um, and my day job, I had so much work to do for the, for the campaign. And I was literally, you know, sleeping like three hours, four hours and working all the rest of those hours every single day. Um, and I ended up going on a business trip and I had to go to the emergency room twice. I got, I didn't get to come home from that business trip. Mm-hmm. I was there an extra five days. And then when I finally flew home, they had to take me off the airplane by oh. wheelchair. Oh my um, and I had to go to the emergency room again. So the third time and then the fourth time within that seven, eight day period, my kids found me in the hallway convulsing oh. and, Um, I ended up being out of it for about 45 minutes, but here's what happens when we are perfectionists is we're usually critical on ourselves and we're critical on others. So as much as we don't like people to be critical on us, there's a reality there that we're critical on others. Mm -hmm. And when we're critical on others, it's hard for them to move. It's hard for them to know what we want them to do. Um, and the reason why I say this is because this is a reality for mine that I I realize is as I was laying there in the hallway for about, I don't know, my son, I knocked on, I went to go knock on the bathroom door. The last thing he, last thing I remember was going to knock. I don't actually remember making contact. And my son said he was in there about another minute and a half. And when he came out, I was on my knees and I was on my knees for a while longer. And then I laid down and I was down in the ground a while longer and I think it was 45 minutes before I could talk, but I don't really know, you know, how long everything took. But mm-hmm. my kids didn't even call 911 because I didn't tell them to call 911. Oh. and I couldn't tell them to call 911. But it made me realize at that moment, like, they do really, like, they ha- they were young adults and they were relying on me to tell them what to do. Yeah. Um, so I share that with you because that awareness of, how that perfectionist shows up around us and maybe even unintentionally what we're dishing out could be affecting those around us just as we were affected um, by that original voice (laughs) that's leading us to be the perfectionist, right? Yeah. 
So that was my wake up call. That was my wake up call was, um, that happening. I, um, was already going through my healing journey about three months at the time. And so I knew exactly my purpose, but I was out of commission for about four months. Mm. Um, I wasn't really able to parent, you know, I had a two and a half year old, three year old at the time and I wasn't really able to parent. And I just really had to lay in bed. I didn't go on social media all day. Like I wasn't laying there scrolling. I wasn't watching TV. I was literally just listening to meditation music and healing and trying to create a high vibe environment for my body to heal. And so my story and my message really to, to your listeners, Brie, is listen to your body, listen to what it's telling you. And your body is trying to be louder than that perfectionist in your head. And that's why the pain is so much. And if you're like me, you're probably stubborn, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's this like way of not giving ourselves the attention we need. And so when we do connect, when we do stop and we go, Hey, what is this pain? What is this coming from? And we get to the root of it. We get to the core of it. Um, We can then shift from surviving to thriving. And some people think of that as a destination, but thriving is really a state of being. Mm -hmm. And you can choose that now. You can choose it anytime. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, again, it's a, it's a like, Oh, thriving. What, how do you do that? Right. How do you do that? What does that look like? Um, and there's a cycle of healing and there's, you know, steps to daily practices that, that you can do yourself, um, in order to become more authentic and to use that authentic voice that you define. And knowing, I feel like being authentic doesn't mean that you have to be defined by working all the time. Because I think, especially with perfectionists, and I'm saying it because I have definitely, over and over, my identity is solely in my work. So then when I'm not working, oh my gosh, it's like this huge thing. No, I have to always be doing something work-related or task-related. And and sometimes just being in that silence or that, medi- you know, you said you were playing meditation, um, um, the sounds and such for a long time. Like our bodies and our minds need that just as much as they might need the other task-oriented, goal-oriented part of ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, and and finding that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Finding that balance of giving yourself what you need and giving yourself to others um, and becoming comfortable with the silence. So for me, you know, on, on my podcast, which, Brie, I'm excited you're going to be coming yes, on, Finding Mommy's Soft Voice, the mm-hmm. reason why it's called that is because, like, that was my secret. My secret was... I wasn't <laughs> the soft-spoken mommy, um, <laughs> and I wanted to seek 
my soft voice, a quieter voice, a calmer voice, a calmer mind, and a calmer body, mm-hmm. and just like really settle down. Like how I can do that right now, I could not do that before. Mm-hmm. I literally had racing thoughts, and even now when I when I work, a lot of times um, I'm in a different space, right? I'm not calm, and I tend to talk over people, but I definitely don't like literally like if if it was a zero to 10 and on a speedometer, I was probably going at 15, 20 and my mind and my mouth was probably coming out at about 12. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh my gosh. And so I remember the first time I, I talked to Sarah Nolan, my um, Reiki master teacher, and she was so calming. And I was just like, I kept apologizing. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, going so fast and you're so calm I was like but I wanted to seek that and I Mm -hmm. wanted to seek not only that quieted voice that quieted peace of mind and state of being but I also wanted to seek pure laughter pure Mm -hmm. joy like I'm known for laughing and I'm known for my smile but it's not way down connected to my gut to where I've like surrendered and I don't care what I look like or sound like or have judgment of why I'm even laughing or if I'm allowed to laugh or if I'm laughing too loud or um I don't know you know we just go into that space where we hold ourselves to this point and so really like right now if you think about that like allowing yourself to laugh with joy what does that feel like in your body how Mm -hmm. far do you have to allow that feeling like if you think about you know swallowing something down your throat and you're gonna swallow it down how far do you allow yourself to feel the emotions of joy and then how far would you have to allow that swallow and that like if you were just pretending we're swallowing something how far would you have to allow that to go down to really like laugh with joy like like from your gut a pure bliss joy and like even right now without even giggling or laughing I'm feeling it right I'm allowing that to come down and that used to stop and it would stop literally like the back of my throat Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it didn't even go it was just (laughs) like a sound that would come out like it's funny even me doing that right now because it feels so fake um but that you know it was I was laughing from a different space um and I'll share with you something that that um I found out after I came out with the name of my podcast Um, and that is, there is a teacher and she has a school of healing, Suiha, in Arizona. And I was catching a toe ring, a toe reading that she was doing. (laughs) And she was teaching about what soft means. Oh. And soft means spiritually open for teaching. So how beautiful is that? Yes. If we could all, all seek, whether you're a mom or not, just all human beings, right? Male, female, doesn't matter, or whatever. Gender nowadays, right? It's like yeah. just being respectful of everybody, whatever you identify with. But just being able to be love and identify with love and reflecting that in all you do and defining that authentic voice that you can speak from Mm -hmm. 
and letting it release and not holding back yeah so like yeah. when you say holding it so like I don't know like even check in with yourself like where is that you know every every single person can check in with themselves and see where are they holding it mm-hmm. and then as you check in where you're holding that where you're holding that joy and you're holding that laughter are you holding everything else in your life in that space too mm. are you holding yourself within this rigid frame instead of just allowing yourself to let your arms come down your shoulders come back and just like just be natural maybe even let your belly expand yes yeah belly expand because we have this like this we hold everything uh yes oh i i feel very calm like more calm than when I started this call. So, oh my goodness. I yeah, think... and you can take that even further. You know, we mm-hmm. just kind of went down to our, like, and recognized our belly, but if we even recognize the space of our legs, mm-hmm. the space of our feet. And, you know, a lot of times we think meditation is just clear thoughts and not having any thoughts. And for me, I'm like, how do you do that? And sometimes I do go into like quiet, right? And I'll just let stuff flow up. But I, I think it's important to let those things flow up. Let those things flow up. Um, and connect to yourself. And connect to even the fact that you have a physical body. Yes. <laughs> um, I, for so long, I was thinking about this just yesterday. I would look down, like if I went to go put gas in the car, I'd have to walk across the parking lot to go pay, and I would look down as I would walk back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would even look down when I was in front of the mirror. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, I just had shame and guilt and so much. And, and I had to, what I did um, is when I did my healing journey, I was like, I'm going to take what I'm investing in makeup and like all this like physical stuff and I'm going to start working on my insides mm-hmm. and I stopped wearing makeup and I made myself like look in my own eyes in the mirror like and start being like I love you and like you know not just doing affirmations sitting in my bed but like looking in my eyes and like connecting mm-hmm. and you know what I learned Brie? What? I don't have brown eyes. I have hazel eyes. Wow. So you never, you thought you had brown eyes. for Because I've always been told that. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Right? Like... And when I cry, they kind of turn green. Wow. Like they open with clarity. And so crying, sometimes people can see that as a bad thing, but it's release. I feel like it's like my eyes going, oh, yes. releasing and clearing. But, you know, When was the last time, like, unless we stop and give ourselves the time, when does it come automatically to stop and connect with yourself? Yeah, I don't think that's something that's um, nurtured. Like, we aren't nurtured to do that after a certain point. Yeah. Especially as adults. I think then... we Or, like, because we don't teach people how to nurture themselves in that way. So then when they're adults they don't know how to do it. They might have gotten it from their parents and their parents might have nurtured them, but they aren't taught how to nurture their own selves. I don't think that's something that's 
that we do. So Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I'm going to teach you something right now that mm-hmm. the perfectionist in me, like this freed me. <laughs> so I hope it frees you and it frees others, which is it really boils down to, you know, at the end of every 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 time I share anything, whether it's in public or, or recorded or, or live, whatever it is, I say, be you, mm-hmm. be love, shine bright. Because it boils down to being just you, to being your authentic self, which is love, which is what we were from the time we were conceived is love. We were like love. Mm. Like we are just naturally supposed to be exuding when you think of a baby what do we think of we think oh my gosh a baby's love right yes like you are still that baby like you are still that being and so recognizing that it simply is just love and knowing that here's the other piece is you don't have to be perfect you know even like I'm a Reiki master teacher right and there's Mm -hmm. certain steps and you know you do certain things in a certain order. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I have to do it perfect. And what I learned is, this is like a magic word for perfectionists. <laughs> and you can change this. You can be like, I'm going to teach you a, 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 a way to, to claim this is, but is to be intentional. Mm. It is, you know what? I'm going to set the intention to do this. And I'm going to set the intention to do that. And then of course your actions have to match, right? But, and that's a whole process. But being intentional and, you know, being intentional is also allowing yourself to say, okay, I'm doing this with intention, but I also want to make sure I'm in line, aligned with the best of not just myself, but the highest good of all, mm-hmm. which I don't really know what the highest good of all is. I don't know what that is. And I don't know what that is for even you, Brie, right? Like, I don't yeah. know that. So even coming here today, I'm like, okay, use me, whatever needs to come up, comes up. And so I'm going to show up for what's the highest good of all. And like, in order to do that, I kind of have to surrender the perfectionist ego side of me. Mm-hmm. And so that might have just stung a little bit. And some of you might want to be like, oh, did she just say ego, a perfectionist? And, you know, you're probably thinking of, like, some cocky person, right? But that's not what it is. And I got offended, so that's why I'm like, let's talk through this. <laughs> is when I first heard that, I was like, what? I don't, I'm not egotistical. I don't have an ego. But when we look at ego versus spirit and our spirit being our vibe and our essence, and we just talked about that being love, so when we talk about love and ego, and then if we change ego to exposures and experiences of the world, and you compare that to love, so if we compare, mm-hmm. I'm going to break that down again, yeah. ego versus spirit, and world experiences and exposures versus love. Mm-hmm. If we put those in the same side of the category, and we just start talking about the ego being that, and we get comfortable with saying we have an ego, then we can look at that perfectionist side. We can look at that um, ego side. We can look at the shadow side. And we can start to understand when we look at it, when we look in our eyes, when we connect with ourselves, when we actually look at what's happening, we can shift into a space of where we're actually living life we're connected with life instead of it happening around us Mm -hmm. and us trying to control it yes yeah because that's that 
that's kind of not going to happen ever. I had to realize that. (laughs) No, that's true. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. I just got back from a trip to Mexico, and I feel like I came back and I had those types of feelings where, like, I was sitting there and I felt like I was being a little bit more in the present because I got to kind of, like, reset. But I could feel energy around me of other people still having that that way of what our society can teach. Like, go, 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 control, control. And I'm like, oh. I don't want this to seep back in to me. I know it will. I know we will all here and there. It's kind of like a cycle. But um, I really appreciate you saying all that because it's something that I really just like resonate with right now because I feel like my eyes have been opened recently in a different way and just putting like the words to it like you did so eloquently and with your expertise made me go, oh, this is the, it connected all together. Connect that feeling I had with like an actual, like you said, uh, like steps and actions. So thank you. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Isn't that awesome? And so like, I didn't know what we were going to talk about today. And (laughs) like I said, I used to be the perfectionist. And so I pretty much just say a little prayer and I'm like, (laughs) okay, my thoughts, your, your thoughts, my, my ears, your ears, my eyes, your eyes, my words, your words my hands, your hands, just use me. And I I literally said that right when we were starting. And I have to just trust that I'm being used for what I've asked to be used for. Mm -hmm. And that, and the part of trusting is so, there's like, when we have that shame and the guilt and the worthiness, you know, and and having to work through that and it doesn't matter like I do this every single day I teach this and I still have to use my tools um it's it's they're essentials it's not even like oh I'm broken and I need this to fix me because it's like you're not broken and I'm not broken yeah but it's like in order to be healthy in order to be healthy body mind and spirit there are essential things that you have to do every day and all day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> all day. Yes, yeah. So um, just to, first I just want to thank you again for just your time. And I feel like really calm, like feel really good right now after just hearing you talk. Um, but if people wanted to connect with you to just learn more about what you do or even... Um, I know you've got a workshop that is coming up as well. How can they connect with you? Yeah, so I am the owner of the Targeted Wellbeing Center, and we are a virtual center out of the Pacific Northwest uh, Seattle area, but we serve the globe. And uh, you can go to targetedwellbeingcenter.com. And uh, you mentioned I am known online as Mama Honey, the Serenity Maven. Uh, So you can find me on Facebook there. But I do have, um, in addition to the workshop, I have a free meditation that is used for releasing. Releasing blocks and for grounding and centering. Um, So I will share that with you to to share with your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do also have a workshop. And in my workshop... I uh, teach um, ways for you and, and really the steps, the, 
the 10 steps to shift from surviving to thriving. And in that workshop, you create your plan to do that in the next 30 days. Um, and it's ideal to do that um, with the new moon and with the new fa moon phases, um, or not the new moon phases, but the moon phases. Um, and so I teach all about that, um, how to use that energy because we are so sensitive to that energy. Like you mentioned, you know, you went on that trip and you were all calm and you could still feel it around you. Um, that energy, everything has energy. And when um, we can learn how to protect ourselves, how to use it, um, we can use that to propel ourselves, to move forward um, a lot quicker than traditional uh, ways of just trying to think ourselves better. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if you've tried that, yeah. Ray, but thinking myself <laughs> better didn't work for a long time. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely have tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and just everything that you shared today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Um, and I can't wait to have you on uh, Finding Mommy Soft Voice. Oh, yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be really awesome. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go check. And um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brieluganville.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brieluganville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.